0: Welcome to another edition of the Kentucky High School Baseball Coaches Association podcast. I'm your host, Levi Bristow, and this is your source for all things Kentucky baseball. Today, we're going to talk to Coach Mack Whittaker, head baseball coach at Harrison County, who's been there for 40 years, an amazing, legendary coaching career. We're going to ask him about his philosophies on coaching, some of his battles with Coach Bill Miller, and also specifically ask him about one team, the 97 state championship team, 40-1. and That team has a lot of history, especially for me as we got to play them that year, my senior year. We thought we were pretty good until we came across those guys. And what stood out to me the most was not only how well they were coached, but also the fact they got to so many baseballs and they had so many line drives and they played great defense. So without further ado, Let's get into the conversation. So anyways, coach, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. Levi, I appreciate you calling.
1: You know, it's weather's nice. We were outside yesterday with sixty degree temperatures and makes you want to get back to baseball.
0: Oh yeah, I had actually had my field guy. Out there yesterday, working doing some field work, and uh, and Brent Hackworth, and, and I, I love him out there doing stuff because he's so anal about everything. He wants to see to look perfect, it makes me happy. So that <laughs> so, helps, that so, really does. So tell me, coach. So how did you get started in coaching?
1: Well, you know, I played uh, high school baseball for my brother-in-law uh don snowpack and he took over the baseball uh program here at harrison county uh his first year i played and then ended up going to morehead state university and played baseball there and after graduation i got a job in the school system here and he was still coaching and asked me to help him and so i ended up helping him for one year and then he resigned he was Ready, uh, his son, his uh, Chris Felton was one of our key players, and he wanted to spend more time with him. And then I took over the baseball program in 1977 and 1978. And
0: since then, I've been here in Harrison County. Yeah, I mean that's that's uh, that's amazing. I I think it was maybe Coach Coach Varney talk about how it's amazing you and all the other coaches have co- coached for over like 20, 30 years. That's just all the lives y'all impacted is just amazing.
1: Um, well, we've enjoyed it. I wouldn't I wouldn't have it any other way, and I've enjoyed my life and what I've done, and I wouldn't chase anything.
0: So let's kind of build upon that a little bit. So tell us about what still drives you today. What what brings you to the ballpark every day, still excited to coach these young men?
1: You know, I just love baseball. I, lo- I love being around the kids. I love seeing the progress that you make. Amazing, and
0: also, so as far as just diving into what you know, Coach Whitaker and and Harrison County Baseball is all about, can you describe the culture there? And what are the things that that your program pillars? Uh, we we strive 90% of what we do, we want to do uh,
1: player accountability, we want the players to be good people, uh, learn baseball, respect, Uh, we want kids to act the way they should. We don't want kids to get in trouble at school. Uh, we want to prepare kids for the future. Uh, we we, uh, we make them accountable for their actions, don't right from wrong. And at the same time, try to build competitive young kids that will compete down the road uh, to get a job, to do something after high school. Uh, like 90% of our kids have gone on to, to college in some way. And, a whole bunch to play baseball but we want to try to get them ready for life so we do things to try to make them know right from wrong and and how to how to be a good person and citizen and represent the school and uh, so we we have them
0: uh, they have to be accountable for what they do so as far as accountability like practice and workouts how do you, how do you handle that you know uh people ask
1: me because uh we have a. Uh, at some schools, even at uh, you know some of the other pro- programs here in Houston County, we have trouble getting kids to come to practice. You know, we don't, we don't have any yeah. kind of trouble with that. We never have a problem. I have a policy that says each kid, no matter what, if you're going to miss practice, you have to make a phone call to me. And right. You have to talk to me personally of why you're not going to be in practice. And if you don't call, then there's a there's a. Uh, <laughs> uh, accountability there, why and we don't put up with that and they know that and I don't have a bit of problem with that type of thing. I don't have a bit of problem with kids in safe ribbon to high school, uh, uh, getting in trouble, missing games, uh, that type of thing And, and I think that leads to having discipline and that self discipline is what I believe championships, if you're self-disciplined enough to get practice on time, uh, get your lessons, get your grades, do the, do the right things, you have more chance to control yourself in key situations on the baseball field. And that self-discipline is what I believe makes the difference in winning regional championships uh, compared to all of a sudden folding up and not being able to handle something when it does go your way.
0: So as we were talking before on the call – based on your teams that won the championship and the ones that didn't, as so I've asked a few of the other callers the same call or same question, is what was the difference between your teams that maybe had more talent and didn't win it versus the teams that maybe had less talent and won it?
1: Uh, you know, in, in Harrison County, we, we you know, it's a small rural school. It's hard to compete against Lexington, Cincinnati, Louisville day in and day out. And so we try to prepare kids as much as we can we try to have the arms you you try to do what you have to do and so uh some of the things that we do to try to compete uh with these other schools is we bring middle school kids along you know and try to get kids to to uh uh, have an extra year or two of eligibility instead of just four years of high school we try to make sure we train kids an extra couple years from the middle school age long you know age uh, and get them more ready for high school so that when they're seniors they they, they they sort of play like their first year freshmen's in college and so that works a lot of times and a lot of times you just don't have the physical talent to compete you know in certain years and you're trying to build kids together and the philosophy I've had over the years is I want kids to be able to start at least two years for me you know we don't want juniors to come in and, and play one year as a senior and i feel like you can't really compete like that unless you maybe were a specialty person like a pitcher so we we try to make sure to build championships we have at least two-year starters at every position and and, and when they leave the next guy should be able to start for two years or we have a hard time competing
0: man now that is that right there is a coaching audio gold nugget, I would have to say. Uh, Coach Whitaker, that's amazing. I've never heard that before, but it makes perfect sense. And, and I know we were talking beforehand, in Webster County, you know, they were like a 2A school, too, where I went to high school at. And we had a kid, like we mentioned before, Gordon Tyler, where I was there, went on to UK. and But he started as, a, I want to say, a seventh grader, maybe an eighth grader for sure, um, and was hitting, you know, 400 as a freshman. Uh, and, and I can see now that, as you said that, I'm trying to think about Gordy's career and how amazing he was. And, and I was like, man, two years starting and the confidence that gives you, that makes perfect sense. That,
1: that's what we try to do. And, you know, we've had, we, we've had about nine kids play pro ball from Erickson County, and every single one of them got to play as a young kid. And they got that extra year or two in high school, and that made so much more difference when you were a senior. Yeah, you can handle situations and, and uh, handle tough, tough uh, uh, things. You got to be able to compete against to win regional championships,
0: and that's a key. It really is. Man, that's I man. I'm feverishly taking notes down. but I got this recorded so I can listen to it again. <laughs> there you go. But um, anyway, so let's talk real quick. I know you said that that the '97 Harrison County team. And for me personally, as I said, it's a team I'll never forget because when we played your all, we thought we were pretty good. We were, like I said, number seven or number five in the state. And you all were number one. And I remember that third baseman, Nookie. And, uh, and like I said, your infield was amazing. And I just remember that the range they had as far as. So I know if that was something you all did in training or practice, but the, we were hitting balls in the six hole, the, you know, the four hole, and they were getting everything. So can of talk about the, that 97 team a little bit?
1: Well, we had that with that was probably the most talented team we've ever had in Harrison county and and we were forty and one. and, and uh, uh, the only team that beat us that year was a team from uh, Miami in the finals of a tournament down in uh, uh, Charleston, South Carolina. and uh, they ended up the next two years, they were ruled ineligible because they had so many human players on it that were <laughs> ineligible to play. so we we had a good team that year. we, we that team we had solid people at every position we had speed we had pitching that great catcher but that was that was you know in the 90s starting you know about 92 uh, uh 92 we had we had we set the national record for most home runs that's right 105. Yeah. yeah and uh through that decade of the 90s from 92 93 uh all through there we started doing A certain drill in baseball called twenty-one outs, and that twenty-one outs, we got to the point where uh, you you gotta, in practice, we through through situations through hitting, our infield and outfield and catching and pitching, and they've got to execute twenty-one outs in a row, a normal high school game, without making a single mistake. No, no errors, no bad throws. Don't you got get If you forget to do a backup, it counts. And so we we got so good at playing twenty one outs, we could go through we could go through uh, you know, a normal infield and not miss anything. That last year, we had trouble getting fifteen outs. Yeah. But yeah. In the decade of the nineties, we had an infield and we had kids that were so prepared. And I, I always attribute that. Uh, you know, nineteen ninety three, we went through the through the semifinals of the region to the finals of the region, the sectional and the state, and did not commit a single error. It did not allow a single run all through those games, from the state <laughs> through winning the state, which was amazing. And I attribute that to that one drill that we ended up developing called 21 outs.
0: I have obviously, we've done that before in the past. I know we did it one practice a couple of years ago, but, I mean, for all the coaches listening, raise your hand if you're going to do 21 outs today. I think I will. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing how Um, you get the kids to buy into that, wanting to get to that level, wanting to make sure they get that
1: last out. They want the ball hit to them on that 21st out so they can get through that and say they they accomplished that feat. And that mentality of we can do this carries over to those games. And uh, it's been a great drill over the years for us.
0: And that's awesome. That, that reminds me of uh you said the last out and and wanting to get that make that last play. It brought me back to the Cubs World Series whenever they won. If anybody can remember whenever Chris Bryant filled the ball at third base, I never yes. forget it as he was throwing it at the first base, he had a smile on his face because he knew that they just won the World
1: Series. So that's That's it. That's exactly right. They yeah. know they wanna know that they did it, they they made that last out. And if you miss, you start over again. But yeah. But uh, they got to the point where they didn't have to start over again. In that 97 team, they, we just had speed in the outfield. We could run down fly balls. We had speed on the base paths. We could steal bases. We could throw people out, played great defense, and had very good, timely pitching.
0: Yeah, that's, that team is amazing. I Like I said, we <clears throat> our game is 5-3, to three, as I was telling everybody, Coach Whitaker as I'll never forget. It was 5-3. We had Gordon Tyler on the mound. It went to the U.K. It was all SEC. And next thing I know, it was 13-3 after about nine doubles off the fence. <laughs> and this time, game over, we went home, you know. So I was like, wow, we're, we're probably not winning state this year. But anyways, <laughs> moving on, moving on. Um, anyway, so as far as you kind of dove into it a little bit, so let's talk about how your typical practice runs. Um, like today, it's 60 degrees outside, 70 degrees in some places. What's what something you all probably work on today? Yeah. The basics when we first start,
1: you know, when we get out there, we're trying to get our arms in shape, trying to get our bodies in shape, uh, trying to go back over the basics. We do uh, we every single year we start with pitchers covering first base, the correct way to do that, catchers blocking pitches, uh, infielders footwork, uh, your footwork around the bag, and, you know, fly ball. You know, we just do the basics really, and you just, perfect them to work, the basic plays that you can handle We don't want to try to make outstanding base sometimes you do just like Nucci at third, and they, yeah. can, they can make those kind of plays but you, you don't want to beat yourself so you make sure your kids are trained and you do that from the very first day of practice doing the basics right not letting anything like that to, to go by that you can't control
0: so how far along would you say during your workouts when you start doing the 21 outs uh, we probably don't start doing the 21 outs until probably the second week of the season. Okay. You know, there's got to be a,
1: at least a two-week evaluation period of who's going to play here, what's your best team, who's going to get this spot, are we better if we put this guy here. You know, So you've you got to have a two-week evaluation of, of where you think your kids are going to play, who's going to be best at this spot, and then after those two weeks, The next two weeks, you're trying to put them in those spots and and try to get better as a team, and you start demanding that things get done a certain way. uh, You're hitting, you know, you're pitching, your arms go dead after about, uh, about two and a half weeks of high school ball. The arms go dead, and you have to go through a period of getting those arms back alive, training to build up, to build up, to build up. And, you know, your bats do the same thing. After you've swung bats for so long, your arms just go dead and then you have you have to get built back up and go through the process of you know, making those making the swing get pure so that you don't have any loop in it and so forth and it's just a process of starting from the basics, moving up. And you know, when I first started coaching, I would try to have my teams ready too quick and and then we would fizzle out at the end, right. and so now it's a process that you know you've got to go through. You don't panic when you're not doing something great from the beginning, and you start building up so that by the end of the year, your arms are as strong as they've ever been. Instead, you know, we start out with pitchers throwing 50 to 60 pitches, and that's a limit. Right. And then by the end of the year, our pitchers are throwing 100, 110 pitches, and we just keep building up, building up. We do that with our hitters, and we try to peak. By district tournament time. That's when we try to start getting as good as we can be arms, bodies, everybody in position, and you, you build for postseason. Right.
0: So, as far as for you said building and, and getting stronger, do you all lift weights here in the county? Use weight room
1: or use manual? Yeah, we, we have a system. What we do uh, in the spring with, with our high school season, uh, we start and we concentrate 99% on. On baseball just going out and learning and hitting and swinging and, and then we have a summer program and we've had a summer program ever since i've ever coached that we keep our kids together and play together as a school as a community we travel we go places uh have tournaments and then they changed the rule and we had the dead period so now we've had to compensate and we've got we've got that 15 days off in the summer that we just give them off and then we come back and play for another month and then now we can do fall baseball so fall baseball is a more of a you know individual training trying to build up the arms we do long toss we try to make people get individually better uh because we're not doing any kind of team stuff And so our fall training is specialized for each individual to get better at whatever we want, throwing, running, hitting. And we work on each one of those individual things with all the kids that are not playing football or or soccer or something like that. They want to come out. Then we come out on Sundays, and everybody comes on Sundays. Uh, So that because even if you play those other sports, you can come work out on Sundays. So we keep everybody together. Then when that's over,
0: county we have you know i'm gonna say great things about them, but we have the vipers travel organization and also yeah. has iron Man and you know they're kind of louisville uh oldham county kids and, and so a lot of my kids you know since i took over the program and we started the legion program at, in oldham county the, the legion started back up and we're trying to get as many kids to play together as possible but you know a lot of kids already have commi- commitments to, to these travel ball programs which is fine you know I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that because I know a lot of those guys are high school baseball coaches themselves, and they do a good job. Um, But the advantage of that small community, those guys staying together, that's got to be a huge advantage, especially as you as an evaluator, you can kind of really see who fits where and who does
1: what. Oh, that's that's meant so much over the years is us being able to have our summer program. And, you know, the way it works right now, our kids still do that, you know, but they still know that Harrison County is number one and we have to, they have to make sure that they get to, you know, if we we don't play every weekend. Okay. So a lot of our kids will go play travel ball with somebody else. Got but you. They know that when, if we've got a tournament, they go to that tournament with us. Nice. So, so we make it, we make it so that if they want to keep playing, go a little higher, they're able to do that. And we've had people, people play for Cincinnati Spikes, uh, uh, storm we've had all kinds of people play out of lexington so we have people play we're georgetown so you know we do both but they know that at certain times they got to be with us so that we go through our process of making sure that harrison county uh has a program if we you know not everybody has fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars to go play a summer baseball right, and yeah. so if i don't do that then there's eighty percent of our kids not getting to play at all in the summertime. Yeah. and that you can't have a good program if you do that. So we, we, we try to make sure we do a combination of both.
0: That's that's awesome, Coach. That's awesome. So as far as we talked a little bit about it before we started again, um, the things you've learned since you started coaching, to where you are now as far as how, you, how have you grown as a coach? Yeah,
1: when I first started coaching, we didn't know anything. <laughs> My assistant coach back then, right here, and you know, we played baseball. We played all over the country but we never really got into how do we tell another person how to do something. And, you know, Keith Madison in UK was one of my best friends back then. He helped us get the coaches association started for, for, okay. the, for a Kentucky. Yeah. And we, I would go work his camps and he, he, he would come down. He was recruiting one of my players anyway, but yeah. we got to be good friends and he got me into the American baseball coaches association. Oh, yeah. And we joined that and I haven't missed in, in fact, this is my 37th consecutive year in the ABCA, and uh, that organization teaches you, you know, how to coach baseball. I mean, that just, yeah. you, you learn so many things through that, and so I've been going and picking up everything I know I get from somebody else that somebody else did that I like that I felt felt like could fit into our program. And I, we bring it back here. And I, I, we, had, we had four, uh, we had five coaches go to the ABCA conference this year in Dallas. Yeah. And so we continue to learn. And it's just like a teacher trying to get better as being a teacher. You've got to continue your training and keep going. And that's what we've done. Plus, our coaches association in Kentucky just has got, Better and better and better in our coaches association. The one this year in Louisville, the one on hitting from the guy from UK, it was yeah. it was the best I've heard in 25 years on hitting. Oh, nice. And I, I and I'll be honest with you, no matter how long I coach. I have come back and I have tried to do some of the things that he was talking about right now. That's what our focus is right now, is changing a couple things in our hitting from what I learned at that conference this year with our Coaches Association. And I feel like that's how you get to be a better coach.
0: That, Coach, I cannot have... I think as an association as the listeners out there could not have got a better response from a coach who all of us respect and, and your program. And as far as the ABCA, I was in Indianapolis last year, and then I sent two coaches down to Dallas this year. And uh, I, I'm a four-year member, so I'm not quite where you're at, but I'm getting there at the ABCA. <laughs> <laughs> I, got my, I got my number four on my
1: card. <laughs> all my coaches love it. They love the, they oh. love the exhibits and the, yeah. the people talking. We had five coaches, and we were never all the same one at the same time. We were going to different ones and listening. And you just get better as a coaching staff. And as a person, you know, and a lot of that stuff's over our head. We can't do it, you know, in high school. College is good, you know, just like the guy from St. X and our coaches' association. What he can do in that inner city with his kids, we can't do at Harrison County. Right. So we have to pick and choose what fits for your own program. And that's where you come in as an individual coach to, to help your own school in the situation that they're in. And you can hear everybody else. you got to decide which ones to pick and which ones to choose to make your program better.
0: <clears throat> yeah, the ABCA, the, uh, that was the best thing I hope they did. Uh, I know Indianapolis was, and that's why I listened to the, the Call Smith Clubhouse podcast by, by Sheets. Um, yeah. and yeah. He was, yeah. yeah, and he was talking about how they decided last year to where if you attended the the ABCA, then you get all the videos included. And so I was like, well, at least I get my butt up there because I I had National Guard that weekend. But I I left National Guard with Indianapolis, and I checked in. Of course, you walk in the exhibit hall, and it's like kids' candy land. I mean, it's all it is. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's it's crazy. Unless you've been there. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, so any coaches out there listening, which I'm sure there will be, Highly recommend the ABCA conference. It's amazing. It's like a coach's. It's like walking into a bubble gum store as a three year old. You're just overwhelmed. Next year it's in Nashville. And yes. it's close
1: enough for everybody to drive, and it's a great situation. I love it. That's one of the biggest things that I've ever done to help me as a coach.
0: Yeah, and that's just again. I was about to dive into the fact that you know, here we have Coach Whitaker on the podcast, been coaching 40 years, and just like you know, Coach McDonald at Louisville, and. And uh Vanderbilt's head coach, or my name slipped my mind for some reason. You know, they're in the front row taking notes at the ABCA conventions, still trying to get better. And that's and that's kind of the, the basis on this podcast is for one, getting you out there. So maybe a coach of Webster County or Union County or or out in at or Pikeville can, you know, hear what Mac is all about and get that information out there and just talk about how important it is for us to keep learning, keep growing the game. And try and evolve as coaches. And, um, that's exactly right. That's amazing, coach. I'm so glad you said. Yeah, it's funny how how <laughs> every time you go to these things, you see
1: the coaches that are wanting to get better. You see Jody Hamilton. You see Bill Bill Miller, and I get together almost every. We did you know uh, almost got together every time we went to one of these national yeah. conventions, and you see these coaches, and you get to sit and talk to them. Uh, uh, just. Uh,
0: just a great situation to meet your fellow coaches, I know, from Kentucky and and talk and get together. So, since you mentioned his name, Coach, and we talked about it before, but let's just briefly describe, you know, two of the arguably the greatest coaches in Kentucky High School baseball history about y'all's battles, uh, the 10 battles y'all had one-on-one PRP in Harrison County.
1: Well, there's nobody like Bill Miller uh, in ever, and he, to me, he's as good a coach as anywhere in the nation, a high school, college, or anything, and what he's been able to do to build his program and build his facilities is just amazing, and I've got all the respect in the world for him. People in the state probably don't realize what kind of friends we were or we developed. When we first started coaching, we were rivals. We were one to win. We were competitors, and back in 1993 when we played them in the state tournament, People saw that we went nose-to-nose nose on something that happened to the game. And everybody thought, you know, we were just bitter rivals. <laughs> but really, that's a competitive spirit in trying to be winners and trying to do, you know, uh, uh, trying to make your teams as best you can. Over the years, playing so many times, we got to be such good friends. And and we would go out to dinner. He would do special things for me. Down, down in uh, Dallas, the last time we were in, not this year, but the year before, Four years ago, we were in Dallas and we went out to the biggest steakhouse in the world and he bought us steaks and he was, you know, just, we're just good friends. He's that kind of person. But on the field, he's like me. We're going out to compete, do what we can do to try to win. And his teams were always so well prepared. They had a certain way to play. They had speed. They had power. They always had great pitching. And if you didn't know how to combat his style, you couldn't beat him. And we ended up, because, because of scouting, we would we would play our third baseman about 25 feet in yeah. and just say, you're not buttoning on us. Mm-hmm. Because they could, they could just button and run. And we would take the bunt totally away from him, and we would pitch off speed to his teams, and we were able to compete against him. And he knew that, and it was coaching, his coaching and my coaching that made us compete when we got into those tight situations. And we had a lot of respect. He would bring products to Harrison County. And we set up at my field and we'd talk for hours. Yeah, He was at time. You know, it was great. And I got to see him that last week. He was living. Got to visit with him. We had a great time. And I've just got – I'll never forget all the things that we got to do together. And I've got all the respect in the world for Bill Miller. Well,
0: that's – I think that's a great way, Coach, to – you know, I heard about y'all's rivalry but never knew any factual information about it. Uh, until you just talked about that right there. And that's just great to know that, that you guys were able to get together and
1: and uh, have those, those. We laughed about it over the years. We would laugh about the things that, Took place, you know, in the games, but uh, off the court, off the field, we we developed a good friendship and families. And Megan now, I, I talk to Megan all the time, and they they've just, you know, he's done so much for baseball in the city of Kentucky for what he's done with his coaching, with his facility work, with with developing great teams. He's had some of. I tell you one thing. When, when I went to see him in the hospital, I got to see his assistant coach Scott Downs. And Scott Downs is probably as good as probably the best high school baseball pitcher I've ever seen in the state of Kentucky. Oh, nice. And Scott and I were talking, and Scott was telling me that all the people around PRP wouldn't talk to him for about a week because he named his first child Harrison.
0: Wow. What a great interview with Coach Whitaker. I had no idea he was the man who invented 21 outs, which I've read about in books We've done it before in practice, and I know we're going to re-implement it for sure in the upcoming weeks as we move forward to the upcoming 2019 high school baseball season. I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening, but we have more. Oh, yes, we have more. That interview is so great. I want to continue talking to Coach Whitaker, ask him more questions, and dive more into strategies and what he sees from the dugout third base box that helped make him such a successful coach in winning all these battles. So that was part one of our interview. I'm going to get him on again tomorrow, and then we'll post a second part of the interview later this week. That being said, I want to thank you to all the listeners as we're approaching 1,000 listeners on iTunes, Anchor, Stitcher, Google. It's just amazing. I never would have guessed we would have been at 1,000 listens in just less than a month of launching this podcast. So that being said, make sure you guys like us, subscribe, share, rate us on iTunes. If you rate us, it gets our podcast out there. It let's other high school coaches know, not only across the bluegrass, but across the country, of the quality of baseball and teaching that we're doing here in Kentucky. That being said, thanks for listening and never stop learning.